In the beginning, there was only Doodle God. Doodle God created the four basic elements. From Earth, Doodle God created the planets. From water, seas and oceans were created. From fire were created volcanoes and other stuff. From air, well, you know, air. But the world was still vast and deserted. And then Doodle God was struck with a bright idea. Thus he saith, What if I combine the basic elements to create new ones? And Doodle God began creating new elements. There is so much to combine, so much to create. So saideth Doodle God. Greetings gamers, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of... Very good music of EGM podcast. It's dot com. <laughs> I, as always, am your dad host, Bedroth. And I am your son host, Shoot Kapow. And tonight, we're bringing you a very special episode in collaboration with several of our great listeners, including many great VGM podcasters out there. And I want to give a shout out to all of my friends. I can't mention them all by name because it would take way too long, but I will put them in the show notes. But... Yeah, you guys are great, you're the best, you're the reason that the show exists, and we're happy to put this show on for you. Tonight, we have a wide selection of, I think, probably the most VGM that we've ever played, maybe not counting some of the lightning rounds, but do you remember what this topic is? Quarantine. <laughs> Specifically, games that you would either like to have during a quarantine, or games that you have particularly been enjoying while maybe being stuck at home more often than you would usually be stuck at home. In quarantine. Because even if you were... Even if you did not have to start working from home, or if you were one of the unfortunate ones who was laid off during this time, even if that did not happen to you, and you've been working like normal, you still probably haven't had much to do outside of work. The quarantine business is serious business. Um, Obviously, the coronavirus is taking its toll on a lot of people, and... Even for those people who aren't being directly affected by it, um, who our thoughts and prayers go out to, of course, the rest of us have had our lives really drastically changed by how this pandemic is affecting the world. Many of us are either more stressed out at work because everything is kind of scary or because we're so much busier because of the way things are right now, or we're stuck at home, like our family is right now, and we're going a little bit stir-crazy from it. But a lot of people are trying to put a positive spin on this, and uh, if you want to listen to some good examples of some of maybe the positive things that this is bringing out, you can listen to Ed Wilson's uh, special episode of the Embassy Exclusive podcast, where he kind of did something similar to what we're doing here, and really... That show, more than really any of the other ones, inspired me to do this one. But that one, Ed asked for more positive, uplifting, or calming tracks, and Chukapau and I were happy to submit our picks for that. The track that you heard playing in is from a game called Doodle God, and it is a pick from my youngest son, Lemon Boy, who is our third child, and who decided to pick this game up because it was on a pretty steep eShop sale on the Switch, He still had some money left over from Christmas, and he said this looked like fun. The game is kind of similar to uh, 
Well, it's all based on a really old game called Alchemy, where you just basically take two different elements and combine them together to make new elements, and it's a sort of puzzle-type game. You guys have a game kind of like this on your Chromebooks from school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's it called? Little Alchemy. Okay, gotcha. So is there, like, any music in that game, or...? Uh, not really. No? But it's the same basic premise? Yeah. Okay. But tell you what, why don't you go get Lemon Boy, and we'll let him say a few words about Doodle God for this special episode. All right. Hey, come here, buddy. We have Lemon Boy in the room with us now. So, hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about Doodle God? Well, it's this science game where you can mix like items together to make a new item. And what are some items that you've made? I I've made lava with fire and earth. Okay. What happens if you mix, like, fire and rock? Hmm. It's not lava. I think that's metal. Oh, yeah, metal. And then, what if you mix metal with human? I don't think I've done that yet. Oh, maybe you should try that out. Maybe it'll make something like tools. Well, I think I already have tools. Well, that's good. Tools are good. Well, I made cyborg. You made a cyborg? Yeah. With um, human and computer. Whoa, that's cool. So you like this game, huh? Yep. Do you like the music in the game? Well, I haven't really listened to it. It's mostly just ambience. Yeah. As you heard do, do, in the uh, do, in the do. opening, it is mostly ambient music. But that opening also really conveys sort of the cheeky humor of this game. All right, buddy. Well, thanks a lot for coming and being on our podcast. Say goodnight, Lemon Boy. <laughs> goodnight, Lemon Boy. All right. Goodnight, buddy. <laughs> he is very bashful. I'm actually surprised that he came in and did that. <laughs> All right. So you don't really know what songs we're playing tonight. Um, I haven't listened to them either. I think I've only listened to them enough just to make sure that I actually got the right song off of YouTube link that most people sent me. This next one was actually the first pick that was submitted. This is from fellow BG Mania fan, Techie Geek, and he submitted <coughs> Original Sin, the title theme, from Divinity Original Sin. This track was composed by Kirill Pokrovsky, which is a delightfully Eastern European name. And let me see here. Techie Geek writes, very cool. Episode 5 was a nice treat while I've been busy building a tower, just to do my job and have an earbud in my left ear. For me, I think I could play Divinity Original Sin over and over again. I never did play the EE, which I think may be Extended Edition. I'm not sure. Techie Geek, write me and correct me on that. But I sure could enjoy The Lone Wolf if I had nothing else to play, etc. Another thing is the music is so great. Krill really did an outstanding job. Too bad he passed away. This is the song I enjoy most from the soundtrack, and that's probably because I played so much of the game and beat the end boss when my first child was born. I remember him on my lap watching as I finished the game. P.S. Now to get around to playing Divinity Original Sin 2. <laughs> take care. Well, Techie Geek, you take care as well. And I have listened to part of this track, just to, again, to make sure it was the right one. And let me tell you, the beginning makes me really excited to hear the whole thing in full. So without further ado, here is the title theme from Divinity Original Sin.
And once again, composed by Kirill Pokrovsky, that was Original Sin from Divinity, Original Sin. And as Shukapau said while we were listening, that's really good. <laughs> it's a really cool title theme, like, uh, you know, something like you'd enjoy listening to while you watch a cutscene, or just, uh, you know, sit and wait for the game to load, or think about what you just bought and how much time you're going to sink into it. What do you think about it? It's very good music. Did any particular part of it stick out to you? Just <laughs> sounded good. Alright. Well, we have quite a bit of music to listen to tonight, so we're not going to dwell too much um, on these songs. This is more about the picks that you all made and why you picked them. So I think we're going to go ahead and once again thank Techie Geek for giving us our first full pick of the night. And now we're going to move on to a man who needs no introduction and incidentally also sent along no testimonial with his track. But I think all of us who know him would know why he picked it. Because if there are two things that all of us know Alex Messenger loves, it's video game music and hockey. (laughs) And his pick combined his two loves into one track. This is Intermission Final from NHL Hockey. No, not Intermission from Doom. (laughs) This is Intermission Final from NHL Hockey on the Genesis or Mega Drive. And this was composed by famed Western VGM composer Rob Hubbard. Intermission final from From NHL (laughs) from NHL Hockey, (laughs) released in 1991, I believe, for the Genesis slash Mega Drive, and composed by Rob Hubbard, and submitted by everyone's favorite VGM podcast fan, Alex the Messenger Messenger. Alex, thanks so much for your submission. Uh, I've really been enjoying your VGM Journey podcast. Uh, It's uh, always kind of a Nice diversion on my commute, which is non-existent at the moment, but, you know, actually VGM has been giving me an excuse to walk or go outside and do yard work or just work out, just so I would have some time to (laughs) devote to nothing but listening to podcasts. Um, And, you know, whatever else you're doing. And, yeah, whatever else I'm doing. So, what'd you think of that one? Not exactly what I'd expect from a hockey game, but... (laughs) It's definitely good. What would you expect from a hockey game? I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, that seems to be a little bit outside your wheelhouse. <laughs> or skate house or whatever. Yeah. But, no, it was cool. It definitely had a nice rhythm to it. Um, it sounds like sports game music to me, for sure. I think, what was your comment that you made? Mm-hmm. Tech Mobile. Oh, yeah, Tech Mobile, like, with hockey. <laughs> Tech Mobile, but with hockey. Oh, man. All right. Well, next up, we are going to move to a pick from yet another faithful listener and good buddy of mine. And <clears throat> uh, Forrest actually... I actually met Forrest by way of the Super Mercado Bros uh, fan family. And he and I started just kind of chatting and uh, we shared some original content. And Forrest recently started, well, a few months ago, um, helped to organize a sort of monthly showcase for all of the Super Mercado Bros fans who compose music of our own so that we could sort of show some things off. And I started contributing to that, got to know him a little bit more. Uh, Forrest is actually working on a special project that I'm not sure if he's ready to announce publicly, but you can bet that you will hear about it on this show once it does launch, because it's going to be super, super cool. But for the purposes of this show, uh, Forrest wrote in, and he actually submitted a voicemail, which I am going to play for you now, and then I'm going to read a little bit from his testimonial, and we will get into his track. Hey, Bedroth, Shoot Kapow, Forrest here. Thanks for the invite. So if I were to be stranded in my apartment for a long time with one game, that game would be Don't Starve. I must warn you, it is very addicting. I've downloaded it and deleted it probably three times in the last two years or so. I'd call it a spooky survival crafting game with a cartoonish uh, Nightmare Before Christmas aesthetic. And uh, there's also a co-op version called Don't Starve Together that I think the two of you would have a lot of fun with. All right. Enjoy. Well, Forrest, thanks for the recommendation. I think that we will look into that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Shukapal, what part of that description excited you most? I don't know. I guess... I don't know. <laughs> Just sounds cool. Well, judging by the faces you made while you were listening, because you don't seem very chatty tonight, because I made the mistake of letting you bring your computer in here, even though you don't need it this evening. Um, you were excited when he mentioned Nightmare Before Christmas. I know that Danny Elfman's score to that uh, is something that you have enjoyed. Um, it also, as we've talked about on the show, inspired Grant Kirkhope. At least it seems to have inspired him. And we all know that Kirkhope is one of your inspirations. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest also writes um, thanks for reaching out what a fun bonus episode idea you've got here uh, <clears throat> I can't emphasize enough how addicting this game is each playthrough can last hours and yet when you finally die from heat slash cold slash insanity slash monsters etc you might just want to start right over again as for the soundtrack it's not one of my top choices but some songs are quite fun my pick would be the title theme that greets you after every death and hypes you up before each new attempt. Looking forward to hearing the full episode and seeing what everyone else chose. Best, Forrest. Well, I'm also looking forward to listening to the rest of this episode, Forrest. And let me tell you, the way that you describe that soundtrack, um, that's spot on based on the title theme. I actually did listen to this one in its entirety because it's really pretty short. So y'all are going to get to hear the whole thing. 
This is the main theme from Don't Starve, composed by Vince DeVira and Jason Garner. played Bindi and the Eek Machine, but when I think about that game, this is the kind of music I imagine hearing from it, just because it does have that kind of cartoony feel, but it also feels kind of gothic, um, and it definitely matches the imagery that I have seen from this game. This game looks pretty interesting. Well, I don't think I'm going to have much trouble getting you to talk about this next pick, because it's yours. Tell us about the track that you picked for this episode. Alright, um, I picked the Mantis Lords theme from Hollow Knight. This game is just... It's so addictive as well. <laughs> like, I just beat the true ending, and I want to go back and play it again to get some of the other endings. <laughs> yeah, you got to uh, 103% mm. out of, I think, a possible 112? Yes, 112. Okay. Yeah, well, I am very proud of you for completing that game. And one of the fights that you struggled with when you played it was the Mantis Hordes. I struggled with them a little bit. Not as much as some of the other ones, but it was a really fun fight. Like, Yeah, this is one of my favorite fights in like the entire game. It was really fun to figure out how to... Like, the way it built was cool, because we'll describe the fight for people who haven't experienced it. So when you go down on the map, you find this new item called the Mantis Claw, which basically lets you Mega Man X wall jump, and... Uh, there are all these hostile sort of mantis things, and if you hit them with your dream nail, which we ex- uh, explained a bit about... Wait, no. That was later. Yeah, we talked about the dream nail. Um, yeah, we did. Oh, wait, yeah. Okay, so for those of you who are listening, a little bit of backroom talk. We record these episodes pretty far in advance. This episode is actually the one that is going to be happening the closest to the time we actually recorded it. On a later episode this season, you'll hear us talk a little bit more about the dream nail. Yeah, so it it basically lets you see enemies' thoughts, and most of them are just, like, you know... Well, most of the the enemies, and we didn't talk about this on the later episode, so don't worry about that. Most of the enemies are just these sort of, like, zombified husks, and so you just get snippets. But what happens when you hit the mantises with the dream nail? Uh, when you hit the mantises, they sort of... Um, well, they're, they're sort of, like, thoughts about, like, the mantis lords and stuff. Just, like, indirectly. Okay. And, um... The thing about the mantises is they're they're very, uh... They're, like, militaristic, um... But they're very structured. They're, they have a very proud heritage, and that's part of why the corruption that affected the rest of Hollow Nest didn't 
uh, really make it down to them. Um, they're they're really honorable warriors, and even the way that you fight them, if you just walk into their chamber, they don't do anything. But if you turn toward them and take out your nail, then they take that as a challenge. They don't just jump you like all of the other enemies. Right. Yeah. So now talk a little about the fight itself and why this is one of the coolest fights. Ah oh, man. Okay. So uh, when you first challenge the one in the middle, who I would presume is the leader, and there are three of them. Yep. Yeah, but in the background you can see a little bro- broken throne. There's more about that later in the game. Ah. And um, the one in the middle, who we think is the leader. Yeah. So he jumps out and challenges you. Some of his attacks are he sort of like appears in the sky and dives down. Mm-hmm. He appears on the ground, dashes across the platform. Sometimes he like jumps from wall to wall um, in a zigzag pattern. Yeah, and he sort of like throws out a little projectile, sort of like sort of like Link. Hot? <laughs> uh, kind of. I would describe it as something else, but I'm not like Cutter over. from Kirby. Yeah, Cutter. <laughs> Cutter, perfect. <laughs> Except and, a bit slower. And if you beat him, then you the win. other. T- oh no! Wait. The other two jump out and attack you, both at once, with the same attack cycle. Yeah. And I really like this fight, because it's just such a thrill, and I beat it on the first try. (laughs) Well, it's really, like, it's a really good fight for someone who just likes to analyze it, and almost treat platforming fights as like a puzzle, to figure out how to move. But... Um, we talked about it for longer than the song is going to go on, because it's actually a pretty short loop. We may play it a couple of times, because it sounds really cool. It's got this fast sort of harpsichord action going on, and it is definitely reminiscent of the style of the Mantis Lords themselves. Hollow Knight was composed by Christopher Larkin, and this is the Mantis Lords. pick, son. That one really, really picked it up. That was super cool. Well, and this next one you may have a little bit to say about as well, because you helped pick this one. This next one comes from listener Inspector Spectre, and he writes, My quarantine game is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Aside from Animal Crossing, there are a few modern Nintendo games better suited for shut-ins than this. You assume the role of a professor at a Hogwarts-style military academy. 
slowly building relationships with a huge cast of quirky students and forming the best army you can before war tears the school apart. The replay value is huge. Each of the three main paths you can choose at the start of the game shows you a different side of the world, its politics, its mysterious history, and the students who rise as heroes in the war to change its future. I've been playing the game since it came out last summer, and I'm only now approaching the end of my third playthrough. I reckon I'll have hit 300 hours by the end. Here are my three favorite tracks in the score, one for each house. I'll leave it to you to pick one is the very goodest music. <laughs> that was a task that I left to shoot Kapow, but I'm going to go ahead and read all three of the tracks, uh, the descriptions that he sent, and I'll end with the last one. Then we'll play the track, and we'll come back and listen to Shukapau talk a little about why he chose it. Uh, at the end, Brandon writes, Thanks, guys. Stay well, and keep up the great work. Um, well, thank you, sir, for writing in, and we really appreciate the time you took to pick these three songs for us. We've also been enjoying Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, I have been really busy with the podcast and not able to play games as often as I would like to, but I am still definitely going to go back and finish at least my Blue Lions playthrough. <laughs> so, the three tracks that Inspector Spectre sent over include Life at Gehrig Mach, a track which I've really gotten used to because I spend most of my time wandering the school. He writes, This track plays when you're running around the school, chatting up students and exploring the grounds. You probably hear it more than any other song. Good thing it's so upbeat and relaxing. He also sent over A Star in the Morning Sky. And he says, this plays during the credits slash results segment after your chosen path reaches its end. It's uplifting, epic, and rearranges all of the game's essential musical themes. Finally, he sends in Blue Skies and a Battle, the Rain version. This track plays the first time that all three houses face each other in battle, a non-lethal contest that foreshadows the brutal war to come. Fire Emblem Three Houses was composed by Takeru Kanazaki, Hiroki Morishita, and Rai Kondo.
that was one epic track. <laughs> now, why do you think you chose that one above the other two? I mean, I just like how it sounds and how it just how it feels and the instrumentation and the melody. It's just it, great. It definitely is a good example of how music all by itself with no lyrics can stir up emotion in you. It's got this heroic, uh, triumphant, um, and energizing sort of feel to it. And the way that the strings and the horns and the drums and everything come together. It's just a really, really cool song. Well, Inspector, thank you so much for sending that over. Um, so he and I also kind of got to know each other through the Marcado fam. And <laughs> I, I um, haven't teased him about it because we all have our own tastes, but... In the early stages of this show, when I was asking people how they, um, what they thought about it and if they had any feedback, one of Inspector Spector's pieces of feedback, he said he really enjoyed the show, but maybe we don't need to let the songs play for quite as long. And I think that that may be because most of his experience with VGM Podcasts, I think, comes from the Supermarcado Bros. And they don't let the songs play very long. They get to play more songs um, in spite of uh, because of that, and they get to talk more about the songs, and that's really the main reason I listen to them is to hear their expertise about music and then bringing it to bear on VGM. So it works really well for their show, but I kind of like to let the songs breathe a little bit. I have heard some podcasts which I won't name here because, frankly, I'm having trouble remembering specifically which ones, but they let the songs play a little bit longer than I like to. But I think it's funny that Inspector Spectre is the one who told us that, and then he sent over this six-minute song for us to play. <laughs> so I did let this play a little bit long because this song really goes places, but I think it's worth it. And once again, um, Brandon, thank you so much for sending that in. This next one is kind of special because it comes from one of my oldest friends in the VG Embassy podcasting fan community. Also, a fellow father of five, Utopia Nemo, submitted a track from an indie game. Um, not the first indie game on this playlist, and also definitely not the last one. He recommended this song, and he talked about it so highly that I actually went online that same day and bought this album on Bandcamp the other day when they were doing one of their deals where they, the uh, Bandcamp itself waived its share of the profits, so everything went directly to the artists. I would definitely encourage everyone to keep their ears to the ground, because Bandcamp has done this now twice during the quarantine. They may do it again, and it's a good way to support these people. I'll include links to this and any of the other uh, Bandcamps I could find for these artists in the show notes. Now for the request. Utopia Nemo writes... He says, feel free to truncate, and Nathan, I wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> Somewhere in the woods, from a short hike, I Choose You, composed by Mark Sparling. This game has been called Game of the Year, 2019, that is, and for good reason. Even before this time of fear and uncertainty, a short hike has made waves for being everything modern AAA games aren't. Firstly, it's short. Most people can rush through their playthrough in an hour, but that's missing the point. Secondly, it's not graphically impressive. The graphics look similar to those on the PS1. The polygonal models are simple, and the game displays at a similar resolution. Thirdly, the game is easy. You can't die. There's no looming danger or massive quest on which to embark. So what's the big deal? Why do people love this game so much? Why am I saying this is a game for these quarantines? Well, simply because it makes me happy. The dialogue is very well written. There's so much to do. 
so many interesting characters to talk to, and I just end up smiling from ear to ear while playing it. It's not cloying or sappy, but the characters all feel sweet and interesting and funny. Whereas most games with the kind of mini-quests found here just end up feeling as drudgery to me, I found I had a blast just walking around and exploring and getting to know the quirky, anthropomorphic characters in the game. Well, Nemo, as always, I'm really excited to experience your taste in BGM. Thank you so much for the recommendation. This is Somewhere in the Woods, Short Hike, from A Short Hike, composed by Mark Sparling. really cool. Unfortunately, I don't think this game has released on the Switch yet. Otherwise, um, I would probably check it out. It sounds like my kind of game. Um, You said that song made you think of a particular genre. Yeah, Life Simulator. Life Simulator. Well, it sounds kind of like that might be what this is um, from from the screenshots I saw. Well, thanks again, Nemo. That was a great little track. I really liked the percussive elements in it. They had a natural sound to them. And they... um, uh, the composer, uh, Sparling, just kept like adding layers to it, and um, I really liked that sound. It almost sounded like a woodblock being played with hands instead of with instruments. It was really cool. Um, I also think it's kind of fun that it looks like in this game you play as an anthropomorphic robin, and the composer's last name is Sparling, which sounds like Starling. <laughs> but that's just me, because I'm a nerd. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that you are going to enjoy this next pick, and I actually am going to be playing two songs kind of back-to-back, because these next two tracks were both suggested by Purnell from Rhythm and Pixels. 
I let him have two tracks because originally I told people that they could send in more than one. Um, these two were very different, and I think he suggested them for different reasons. He also recorded a voicemail on Anchor. So I'm going to play his first pick, and then we're going to go right into his voicemail testimonial as to why he picked uh, two songs and why he picked the songs he did. And then I will move into his second pick. The first song, the one I think that you will enjoy, is Prison Labor from Persona 5 Royal, composed by who? I don't know. Shoji Maguro. All right. It's me, Pernell from Rhythm and Pixels, popping in to wish my friends at Very Good BGM a bit of good luck. And also to drop a fantastic track that I think you guys would love from a game that has been keeping me sane throughout this entire ordeal we've all been collectively facing. That track being called From Nibiru from the game La Milana 2, in which if you listen to Rhythm and Pixels, you know that I won't shut the heck up about it. And for good reason. It is a fantastic game built with classic mindsets in mind. It features very deceptive, yet fun puzzles that are also very rewarding. Cool platform action, stellar music, and honestly is a product that I, for one, would not miss for the world. Um, check it out. And also, for my friends at Very Good Music, you dudes are doing a great job. Love you both. Keep rocking it out. And chime in. Keep chiming in. Let's talk shop about games and keeping each other up throughout this entire ordeal. Good night.
Oof, Purnell, bringing the heat tonight. <laughs> well, sir, we love you too. Um, you and Rob both, and thank you guys so much. Rhythm and Pixels is a source of joy and inspiration to a lot of people, and um, I like to be really, uh, I like to be really uplifting and encouraging to people. And frankly, Purnell, the closeout of my show that I adopted around episode three or four is almost entirely based on the fact that at the end of each episode, you like to give everybody an and remember little uh, little snippet of just life advice, wisdom to take out into the world. We appreciate that, and you can bet you guys will keep hearing from me on that show. These two songs were fantastic. I loved the just, like, classic rock feel of the Persona track, and the track from La Mulana, which... Specific credits here, that was from Nibiru, as Purnell said. This is for Anu, the ancient chaos boss. And the composer for Lamalana 2, and also the first Lamalana game, I believe, is Takumi Nakamura. Shukapal, what did you think about that last one? That was pretty good, but I... that. <laughs> you said it was really good, and that you liked the rhythm, but yeah, that high-paced ringing synth which I think is just there for dramatic effect because it's how, like, you know when things are, like, really intense and you're super stressed, you can feel the pressure in your head and you get that ringing in your ears? Yeah. Um, I think well, that's, mostly my vision just zooms out and goes weird. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's what this is supposed to, like, sort of convey, is that whole feeling. But, man, yeah, great tracks here. Cornell, thank you so much. Moving on to the next pick of the night. This comes from one of my two best buddies and eventual guest on this podcast, uh, whose episode we've actually already recorded. <laughs> this is from Prof. Jeff. And he writes, Total Warhammer is good for quarantine because the alternating campaign and battle gameplay really gets you in the zone, alongside the absurdly deep world building. I used to top off the experience by reading Warhammer novels on my phone during loading screens, but then they cut down to loading times. <laughs> Often, the Total War Warhammer music plays like an ambient remix of Howard Shore's Lord of the Rings work, with some different wrinkles thrown in for different races. Storm goes hard toward the Shore, because it represents the High Elves, which are the most Tolkien-esque of all armies. Meanwhile, the Vampire Coast songs feel a lot more like Pirates of the Caribbean. But the Empire <laughs> Yes. But the yeah. Empire, he says, sounds more like Game of Thrones. So Prof Jeff sent me a lot of songs to listen through, and I almost landed on Dread Lords, the song which represents his current faction, the Dark Elves. But it didn't really sit with me for some reason, so I perused the playlist that he sent over for me to look into if I decided not to pick any of the tracks that he recommended, and I found the one we're going to play, and I wrote to him to see if he thought it would be a good representation of his taste, because that was important to me for his episode, or for this episode. And here is the response. Oh yeah, I meant to include that one on the list too. <laughs> I was undecided on it because it was so much of a slow build-up, but I'm glad you like it. I actually plan to play as those guys after I wrap up my Dark Elf run. It's the theme for the Empire, uh, based on the Holy Roman Empire, and by extension, the theme of the first game. 
The title comes from a quote from Magus the Pious, a legendary emperor of the past. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and that title is Faith, Steel, and Gunpowder. As Prof. Jeff said, this is the Empire's theme from Total War, Warhammer 2. I could not find the exact um, track credits on this game, but it was composed by Richard Beto, Ian Livingston, Richard Wells, Simon Robin, Tillman Silescu, and Tim Wynn. sort of feel like Hollow Knight, doesn't it? <laughs> so anybody who has heard the Lord of the Rings soundtracks cannot help but hear them in this song. Prof Jeff is right about that. Um, I personally don't have any experience with the Game of Thrones TV show yet. I have read the books that are out so far, and I've enjoyed them. But from what I have heard, this is kind of reminiscent of that sound as well. I like the uh, the fact that there are hammers in this song, since the game is Total War Warhammer, and I just really like the uh, you know the horns, uh, the vocals, and it's got some natural orchestra hits in it. <laughs> Ambient, kind of once again, uh, we're going a little bit back and forth with that. Uh, this next track, though is anything but ambient, <laughs> and I think that you are going to enjoy it. This track is super melodic, it's super fun, and it wasn't a direct suggestion, but when I posted the video on YouTube and also released the episode talking about wanting to do this bonus episode, uh, Derek from the VGM Lounge commented on the YouTube channel and said, I've been a little down lately, uh, and I've been raising my spirits with Patapon 2 and 3. He's actually been talking about 
the Patapon games, which recently relaunched on PlayStation or the PlayStation Network or something. And he and his co-host Matt were talking about how fun they are. So I was excited, and I said, well, is there any particular song you would like me to play from it? And he wrote back and said, well, given it's a rhythm game, it doesn't really have a soundtrack that lends itself to just listening. It's more about playing along with the rhythm. But there are plenty of other games I've been enjoying. In particular, the Trials of Mana remake. Love me some Saiken Densetsu 3 OST. Well, I am not super familiar with this track, but I do like the Mana games and the Mana music. And I happened, actually, to hear the track I'm about to play on the Rhythm and Pixels Patreon episode, where they asked their patrons to pick happy, uplifting, upbeat, positive music for the quarantine. And I enjoyed this song so much, it was definitely my favorite track from that episode. So I'm really excited to share it with all of you, and in particular, Shukapau, to share it with you and hear what you think of it. From Trials of Mana, the remake in this, the year of our Lord, 2020, <laughs> this is Swivel, composed by Hiroki Kakuda. What do you think? That was very good. <laughs> oh, that's so much fun. I love, love the instruments in this song. The percussion is just, oh, it just slaps. It's so good. I like marimba. Yes, the marimba is fantastic. Marimba was my favorite thing to play back in college. Man, just the flutes and the pan flutes and the, the tambourine, the skin drum... Everything just comes together in this song, and it's super fun, super happy. 
I wish I could remember who recommended it, but um, listeners, I encourage you all to go back and listen to April's Patreon uh, episode of Rhythm and Pixels. The patrons are the ones who actually get to be in the live show chats and talk to them while they're recording, but everybody can listen to the episode itself. I encourage you all to check it out, especially if you're struggling with feeling down during the quarantine. It is a really, really fantastic episode, and and you can find out who recommended this track, who ultimately is the reason that you're hearing it on the show tonight. (laughs) Well... The next one, I think, is going to be pretty chill as well. It's going to be a pretty far cry from what we heard just then, but it's going to be no less happy or enjoyable or um, quarantine-appropriate for it. And we actually have another testimonial for this one. So we're going to hear from Stephen Kelly of the Texas-based Kelly Brothers, Brian and Stephen, from the Whales or Whales podcast, the Train Station at 8 podcast, and also featured frequently on the Overclocked Remix podcast. I also learned about these guys through the Supermarcado Bros, and um, I've struck up a friendship with them. They are both composers and experienced podcasters, and for those of you who are sharp-minded and sharp-eared, you heard me mention that one of their podcasts is called Train Station at 8. What game do you think that track might come from. Hmm. Uh, Persona? Animal Crossing. Oh. And that is one of their favorite series. So, from Animal Crossing New Leaf... No, that was the last one for 3DS. From Animal Crossing New Horizons <laughs> comes Steven's pick. I'll let him tell you a little bit about it. Uh, once again, possibly because it's so new, this game, I could not find specific track credits for it, but it was composed by... Yasuaki Iwata, Yumi Takahashi, Shinobu Nagata, Sayaka Doi, Masato Ohashi, and, of course, Mr. Animal Crossing, K.K. Slider himself, Kazumi Totaka. And without further ado, here is Steven. Hey guys, Steven Kelly here. I don't really have a surprise bomb of a pick here because during quarantine, me and my brother Brian have been playing a lot of Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, The the game series has been really special to us since we were kids, and our town now has an orchard, a functioning downtown area with pathways and azaleas. (laughs) It's it's quite elaborate, and we love it a lot. Um, And in particular, the song that plays at 6 p.m. is so chill, so relaxing. I've been getting into making tea for the first time um, during quarantine as well. And just having like a nice hot cup of black tea while you're watching the sunset on the Animal Crossing beach is unbeatable. Thanks for the show, guys. I'll catch you later.
Leave it to the Kelly brothers to bring something super chill. When I saw that Stephen had uh, submitted a voicemail on Anchor, I knew that it was either going to be a Sonic game or an Animal Crossing game, because those guys both love them some Sonic and Animal Crossing. I'm actually really excited to have them on the show one of these days, and it's probably going to be to talk about one of those two series. <laughs> we have another special guest with us now. Dusklight, what did you think of that song? It was cool. It sounds kind of like New Leaf, but it's like different. Which you're playing through but New Leaf like again. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Which, well, as much as you can play through an Animal Crossing As much game. as you can play through a life <laughs> simulator. <laughs> so our second comment about life simulators tonight. But I thought that it would be cool for you to hear that one. And it's kind of by accident. I didn't think about that when I put it in front of your pick in the playlist. I like the guitar. That um, yeah, I think it, that definitely makes it sound like it's on an island. And that one part near the end, that do-do-do-do-do. That's very Animal Crossing. Yeah. Shukabo, any comments about that one? I mean, nothing that hasn't already been said. <laughs> well, if you didn't already know what your sister was picking tonight, you would have a pretty good idea what game it was going to be from. Yep. If she weren't going to play from New Leaf, which is actually what she's been playing during the quarantine, she could pick from Fantasy Life, but we just had that episode <laughs> last week, so... Uh, she wouldn't have picked from that one, but if she had, I probably would have said maybe pick from something else. You did almost say Night of a Quiet Town, which we ended up not playing on the episode, but which will come up sometime. So I knew it would be one of two games, Deltarune or Undertale. So why don't you tell us about this track that you have picked? Okay, so this track is called It's Raining Somewhere Else, and it plays in Waterfall, which is like the third area of the game. I remember Waterfall. Yeah, and it's very like pretty and beautiful, and it <laughs> um, it has some parts that sound like the main theme of the game, Undertale. Mm -hmm. The beginning is just like really soft and piano and stuff. Yeah, you know, piano means soft. Haha, <laughs> ha, ha. I know that. You totally did that on purpose. No, <laughs> anywho, so yeah. I definitely agree. This game is a good one for quarantine. It is calm. It's relaxing. It's also got some replay value. It's got a great story, fantastic characters, and yeah, good pick. Let's get into it.
but wait, isn't this Goner Kid's theme? Well, I mean, I don't really know. I have only seen Goner Kid once, like, actually playing. Fun value. Haha. <laughs> um, but, uh, it doesn't play when you meet Goner Kid. And, for context, Goner Kid is one of the Gaster followers. Ah, uh, which... yeah, I was gonna ask. Gaster is like the ghost, he's like the hero Brian of this game. I mean, <laughs> sort of, I guess. Except he actually exists. Ha ha ha, yeah. Does he? Like, is he for real in the game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, so there's this whole thing with the fun value of the game, which I don't really know what it's supposed to be. Oh, it's like a secret measurement of some sort of weird thing that yeah. you can somehow build up. <laughs> yeah. And if you build up enough of it and you get to the right place at the right time. Yeah, if you get to fun value 66, mm-hmm. then uh, there's this hallway in the game that doesn't actually appear there, like, normally. But if you get the fun value 66, then when you pass through um, a place in Waterfall, there will there will be a hallway. And in the middle of that hallway, there's a door. And if you go through the door, there will just be a room. And there will be Gaster standing in the middle. And Gaster, can, like, for those of you who don't know, supposedly he sands in Papyrus' dad. Well, I mean... It's but not, like, confirmed. It's like but... this smiley face, almost like the scream mask, but smiling, and there's, like, this slash through it or something. Well, there's, like, a line. He's really creepy looking. Yeah. yeah, he is. Um, and you can, like, walk through him Fanto in the game. Yes. But if yeah, you... it looks like Fanto. Except, yeah. you know, Mario 2. Um, Except all white. If you're playing on, uh, like, PC or mm-hmm. something, and you walk up to him and you click, uh, enter or X or something, then he'll make this really weird, creepy face and disappear. And then you walk out and you go to the next room. And you fight on die uh, and die. So, something for all of you to try during quarantine? Maybe? <laughs> um, okay. Thank you, Desklight. Why don't you go back to Harry Potter now? Yeah, okay, bye. Bye. I like Undertale, but it's weird and creepy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, she's gone. Whew. All right. Well, time to uh, get back to some normalcy, I guess. Uh, this next one is just a nice, delightful little track that I listen to. Um, I haven't had a chance to listen to the testimonial yet, but um, I was a, a little disappointed. I sent out this call, and my friend uh, Volt Supreme from Australia kept saying that he was going to send something in, and then just a little bit before we started recording, I got this email from him, and he's like, hey, sorry, didn't get to it, but a friend of mine actually was interested when I told him about it, and so he's got a recommendation for you. So this is from a friend of Volts's named Donnie Smalls, and uh, he picked the track Cider Time from the game Dust Force. Uh, this was composed by Terrence Lee, also known as Life Formed, and it looks like the makers of Dust Force actually took all of Lifeform's album Fastfall and made it the music for the game. So Cider Time was originally from the album Fastfall and is now part of the Dust Force OST. And uh, here is Donnie's testimonial. And then we'll get into the song. Hello, Bedwaff Sukapal. This is hip-hop historian Donnie Smalls from Brooklyn, New York. I received your email after Vos Supreme... Uh, forwarded to me, and 
I actually have a request. Look, when I'm in isolation in my house, I like to play lots of music that's in the house. Alright, <laughs> alright, you hear me? So, it's also important that you need to keep your house very, very clean, especially if you're going to be in there for a very long time. So, I thought about the clean, the music in the house, and, and, and this, this really makes sense. This is from a game about keeping things clean. And it's got music that is very in the house. This is Saito Time from the game Dust Force by composer Wife Formed. Okay, safe travels. See you later. Mr. Smalls is definitely bringing the chill. What did you say that reminded you of? Um, some Donkey Kong music, like Aquatic Ambience and Sacred Breath Symphony. Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely got that that like synthy Dave Wise feel. I can see why Volts uh, uh, and Donnie, uh, you know, have so much in common. They've uh, so Volt Supreme is the uh, host of Volt Supreme's Synth VGM Dream Stream Machine podcast. I'm pretty sure I got it right that time. Yay! <laughs> You're going to hear on some future episodes that we recorded in the past where I didn't get it quite right, but Volts is a great guy. Um, got to know him actually through both the Super Mercado fam and the VG Embassy fan base, and it's really cool listening to his podcast, being on some of the, the streams when he launches his episodes, because he's got fans like this show does, I think, from both of those communities. And I think that's really, really cool because they're they're two of my very favorites. And um, Volts is super talented. He's a great composer. He actually just recently released an album for a game, I think, called Cave Boy. But if you look up, look him up on Bandcamp, which I will drop a link to him in the show notes, uh, you can go check it out. Volts's taste runs towards synthy, like house dance electronica type of BGM, and 
he knows it well, it's his niche, and he definitely, he is the resident expert on that. Donnie was actually, has been on a couple of his podcasts. He was on the very first episode, and as soon as I heard his voice, I recognized it, I remembered it, and I am so honored to have Brooklyn's very own Donnie Smalls as a voice on one of my podcast episodes. And uh, who knows? I mean, Donnie, if you're listening, which I hope you are since you made a request, I'd love to have you on sometime, sir. Uh, definitely would love to pick your brain because hip-hop and that whole scene is something that's a little bit outside my wheelhouse. So I'd love to hear what you have to teach us about that. All right. Well, moving into our next track, this is actually my pick for the episode. I saved it for the last of our family's picks. And it's from a game that I actually haven't played in a while, but it's it's a game that's perfect for quarantine. Especially for anybody who loves crafting games, farming games, life sim games. It's just, it's a really great little experience, and it has a fantastic soundtrack. You have any idea what game I'd be talking about? Minecraft. You know, actually, yes, that would be a really good one, but it's not the one I'm talking about. Hmm. This one looks a little bit more like Terraria. But it's not Terraria either. This is from Stardew Valley. Ooh. It was composed by Eric Barone, a.k.a. Concerned Ape, who was also the creator of the game. Uh, it was later published by Chucklefish. Uh, and uh, But Barone did a great job on everything. He did the sprite work. He did the soundtrack. He wrote the story and all the dialogue. There's a lot of replay value in this game because you can marry different townspeople. Uh, you can experience different things. And it's just a, I don't know, it's just, it's really great. You can pretend that you're going outside when really you're stuck inside with everybody else. <laughs> this is my favorite theme from the game. It's one I've uh, recommended to a lot of people to listen to. And it's one I almost picked for a few of the episodes this month when I was going to pick something happy and upbeat. But I'm kind of glad I didn't because now I get to play it here. This is the summer theme known as Tropicala.
Okay, well, now I'm going to have to start playing this game again. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. And as soon as I heard this song in the game, I knew it was going to be my favorite. Any, any particular part of it jump out to you? What did you like? Not really. It just felt groovy. It was that, for sure. It was super dancey, and I love how, like, over two minutes in, you feel like you've heard everything it has to offer, and then that fiddle comes in for that solo, and it just... Oh, I love this song so much. It's so good. This whole game, it's just... I feel like every game that's been recommended tonight is a great one for quarantine, and it really shows what a diverse mix we have here in the community, and I love that this has kind of been a way for us not only to share this taste of very good music, which is, you know, kind of our thing, and a way for us to sort of help fight back against uh, all the negativity that can come out of this situation. But I also love that it's a way for us to really celebrate the community itself. This has been a great community to be a part of. Everybody is so um, welcoming and accepting and encouraging and positive. I've heard very, very little negativity out of this community, period. Everybody here just wants to share their passion, share their joy, and I think that, you know, it's great that there's so many different shows that can coexist and that have these audiences that they can build. Um, all the shows that I've represented here tonight that represent, you know, some of my favorites, uh, VGM Journey, Rhythm and Pixels, the Super Mercado Bros that launched a couple of fans who submitted tonight, uh, Volt Supreme's podcast, uh, the VGM Lounge, all just great, great stuff. I also love that we got to play the Total Warhammer track because Prof Jeff is one of my best friends, and also Neverender, who um, submitted the Tecmo Bowl track that you alluded to in this episode, and is all is my other of uh, my two best friends is also currently playing Warhammer, and so you know that song is for both of my best friends. <laughs> but <clears throat> I feel like there is a podcast that I haven't really mentioned much tonight, if at all. You see Rhythm and Pixels, Gym Lounge, Gym Journey, Super Mercado Bros. Who am I forgetting? There's somebody I haven't mentioned tonight. VG Embassy. The VG Embassy, of course. Let me see here. Let me see if I have anything from Ed. Oh, you know what? I do. It looks like he's got quite a bit to say about his pick. So you know what? I'm just going to sit back and let him take over, and then we'll hear the track. What up, Bedroth, Shukapow, and all the very good music podcast listeners? It's Ed from the VG Embassy Video Game Music Podcast and the Arcane Machine Goth and Industrial Music Podcast. And I didn't really have to think very long and very hard about what game I would take with me to a deserted island. Uh, being holed up in my house for the past month and a half or so, I kind of coincidentally had just before quarantine started, uh, started playing through Hyrule Warriors again. And originally it was because there's a really advanced Wii U emulator out for Windows PCs called Semu. And I read that support for Hyrule Warriors had just been introduced and that there were enhancements that you can make to the game that would make it look a little bit better than the original title. So the Wii U, the game ran at 720p. 
with this emulator, you can jack it up to 1080p, enhance all of the polygons and the textures. Not only that, but the Wii U version ran at 30 frames per second, and you can actually run the game at 60 frames per second now. So it's like playing a remastered version of it, which is really, really cool. And originally, I just started playing the first level just to check out the enhancements to see what was going on. And I beat the level and I was like, oh yeah, man, I remember how fun this game was. And I played another level, and I played another level, and I played another level. Kept going. Uh, the pandemic hit, quarantined at home. So now I'm working from home and my work computer is right next to my gaming podcast production computer, as it were. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm kind of bored at work. There's not a lot to do. There's just a couple help desk tickets coming in because I do IT. I'll, I'll play some more Hyrule Warriors. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. Let me boot up my emulator right now, because it tells you how long I've been playing the game for. All right, it's loading up. We are looking at 120 hours and exactly 30 minutes. I've been playing Hyrule Warriors on this emulator. I have decided that my goal is going to be to 100% the game, and that's including the base game and all of the DLC content. So there's the story mode, there's the adventure mode, which is basically a, a map of the original NES Hyrule from the original game, and each square on the map is a new battle that must be fought and items that must be unlocked. Once you beat that, there's the master quest mode, which is you go through the same thing, it's a little bit different. And then they've got two new modes, which are DLC, which is the Twilight map, which is a 8-bit version of the map of Twilight Princess, and then the Termina map, which of course is from Majora's Mask. So I, I don't know what it is about this game, but there's so much content. I've been a Dynasty Warriors fan forever and ever and ever, and so when I started playing Hyrule Warriors, I just kind of jumped right into it because much of the gameplay was very similar. Uh, in my opinion, this is like the best Warriors game that's ever been made. So many fantastic characters, so many cool weapons, varied bosses, really good maps to play. The music is absolutely incredible. So I can't imagine quarantine without this game right now. It's just been a constant source of entertainment and just something to put my mind to, to get my mind off of all of the craziness that's going on in the world outside. Uh, the track I picked from this game is called Silent Guardians. It's composed by Masato Koike, and I think you guys will, I mean, if you're familiar with my taste in music, you'll understand why I picked it when it plays. It's the theme that plays in this map that takes place inside and just outside of a giant palace, and in the back of the palace is this area where the Master Sword is located and then you go into the palace, and then you come out of the palace, and there's these little town squares and such, and you run up and down these really tight alleyways, uh, just destroying all of your enemies and fighting bosses, and it's, it's an incredible little stage. The music is really close to industrial. I, I'm not going to say it's completely there, but there's some really nice, deep, guttural, baritone chanting over some really nice electronic grindy dance beats. You've got some wailing guitars in there as well. It's quite a cool piece. A lot of people consider this to be Ganondorf's theme, and it sounds like 
Ganondorf looks, in my opinion. It's just really powerful, but really kind of cool at the same time. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope everyone is staying safe during these crazy times, and I wish you all well. See what Ed meant about that <laughs> sounding like Ganondorf. That's oh, that was good. Yep. What did you like about it? I just liked it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you actually like looked at me during the track, and you were like, "This is good." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I liked I liked that guitar sounds. Uh, there was a theme in there that really did sound a lot like um, the Ganon theme that's been recurring since uh, since Link to the Past. Um, loved Ed's description. I didn't know about those DLC maps of uh, the Termina and Twilight Princess. I might just have to try to get my hands on some of this stuff. But we have Hyrule Warriors for Wii U, but we don't have any of the DLC, I don't think, because we just never got it when it came out. <laughs> but um, Oh, because we got the game secondhand from other people who got the full version on the Switch, and so they didn't need this one anymore. So. And then I lent it out to RJ. And he played it once with me. <laughs> Do we have it back? Yeah. Okay, so we can actually play this one. Um, try it out, see how it is. So, I mean, I did play quite a bit of it um, a while back, but I got a little bit bored with it. Beat 'em up games, whether they're 2D or 3D, have never really totally held my um, interest for that long. But this is a really fun game, and the type of depth that Ed is talking about. If you do like this style of game, it sounds like there's a whole lot here to get out of it. And the music is absolutely phenomenal in this game. I'm really glad that I got to 
share that last track because if Alex Messenger is the patron saint of VGM podcasts, then there's a reason that Ed Wilson is our prime VGM minister. Um, he's a friend to very, very many of us in the community. I know that he's helped out a few different people who have started our, our own VGM podcasts. And um, I, I have made it no secret how much I appreciate him how much of sort of a mentor he's been to me during all of this. And um, Ed, thank you so much for the pick, and I'm glad that you're enjoying the game. And that is just going to about do it for us. You can always find us on YouTube. Now just search Very Good Music VGM Podcast. You can find Chukapow now on Twitter at Chukapow. And you can email us at VGM at gmail.com. Shukapal, do you want to share anything else? Oh yeah, I compose music on Flat.io. Yep. And also uh, arrange some stuff. You're actually uh, working tonight while I'm doing all this talking. You're working on an arrangement of Frog's Frog theme. theme. Yeah, which is going to make an appearance later in this season. Shukapal also does some original sprite work. I don't know, have you made any of your sprites public yet? Mm, no, not really. Okay, well, if you're interested, since we're actually talking about it on the show now, you might want to make some of them public. All right. <laughs> um, I know that uh, the Dyad does some sprite work. Ben the Dyad Dishman, um, he did not have time to make any recommendations for this particular episode, but he has recommended for the show before, and we have him to thank for the excellent pixel art that you see on uh, the podcast screen or the YouTube screen right now. Psych! What up, gamers? This is Bet Ross, and I am breaking in from the future because just before I was going to post this episode, I checked my email, and lo and behold, here's a message from the dyad. It turns out his lovely wife had had his email open on the desktop, and so he wasn't getting notifications on his phone. And I figured, well, I know I like Ben's taste in music, and it wouldn't be fair to leave him out of this wonderful collection of VGM from some of my favorite podcasters, VGM podcast fans, and, you know, just friends. So, here is Ben's testimonial, and then we will get into the song. Good evening, Bedroth and Shoot Kapow. If you have already recorded the show, no problemo. I know I have missed the deadline you mentioned. I will simply enjoy the show along with everyone else when it is released. If you are still looking for contributions, however, I have an offering. I have started a second playthrough of the game Shadows of Adam during the Quarantimes. I originally backed the game on Kickstarter, and played a little bit of it on PC after it was released. After my first kiddo was born, my PC gaming basically stopped altogether. But as luck would have it, Shadows of Adam saw a later port to the Nintendo Switch. I picked up a copy there, and stop me if you've heard this one before, my wife left my Switch on the seat back of an airplane. Having lost my save data a second time, the game sat on my virtual shelf for many months. Now that I have the excuse of a lockdown to fuel some gaming time, I have picked it back up again. The game itself is a decently funny JRPG with modern updates. For example, the mana system is something I hadn't experienced before, in that spells simply use a percentage of your mana pool, and after each turn, you regain a portion back. Other touches, like the ability to save anywhere, combined with the SNES-inspired pixel art, have powered my return to the game. As for a particular track, I haven't heard the whole soundtrack. If you do decide to play something from the game, I will look forward to being surprised. 
In any event, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts coming up. Keep at it, guys. Sounding better and better every episode. Best, Ben Ledayad. Well, Ben, thank you so much for taking the time to write in and make this request. But since you missed the deadline, I'm not going to play a song. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, I actually just took a little trip through the soundtrack. There are 46 tracks, but none of them are very long except for the credits track, so I was able to get a feel for a lot of them. And the composer, Tyler Meyer, definitely knows his VGM. I can tell that his influences come largely from the world of video game music, because there are a lot of songs that sound like... well, they sound really familiar. He's a decent composer. There are some really good songs on this soundtrack. And I'm going to look forward to seeing what he does in the future when he's grown into a little bit more of his own unique sound. Because, to my ear, some of the songs sound a little bit too much like the styles of the composers I'm sure that, at least even unconsciously, he is emulating when he writes them. There was a particular track that sounded just like Nobuo Uematsu, one that sounded just like Koji Kondo, one that sounded just like Matoi Sakuraba, and one that I swear he had to have known it sounded almost exactly like Angel Island from Sonic the Hedgehog 3. <laughs> but, be that as it may, I really enjoyed listening to this soundtrack, and Ben, thanks again for recommending it to me. The song that we are going to play for you tonight is Knights of the Rounded Table. I have no idea when in the game this song plays, but I do know that it sounds like a game featuring another group of heroes that I remember from the days of my youth, and that was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on the Super NES, composed by Kanuyo Yamashita. Let me know if you agree that the sound of this song evokes the memory of that game. Ben, thanks again, and gamers, here's the song, and then we'll get back to the show. out. There is one more person who I have been talking back and forth with a lot uh, since I became his friend as part of the VG Embassy fan base. He's been on VG Embassy a couple of times now, and he and his wife have their own podcast called The Village Persons, which is a podcast about parenting. Um, he has contributed several listener picks to this show, and I'm speaking of my VGM buddy, Dan Loudon. He's just a really, really nice guy, super humble, really good gamer, and as I've referenced on the show, 
or may reference in the future. Again, it's kind of weird because I've already recorded so many of the episodes that y'all haven't heard yet. Dan and I are playing through what series, Shukapow? Oh, uh, the Mega Man Legacy Collection. Yeah, we're playing Mega Man games. And I asked him if he wanted to pick something, and he said he'd been kind of having some trouble thinking of one. So I asked, well, you know, we're going to be playing Mega Man 5 this month, so do you want to play a song from that? And he's like, well, I don't know, I haven't really got into it yet, I'd feel weird picking one. That's the gist I got from him. So I decided to pick a track myself. And I combed the internet for some remixes that I really liked. I wanted to make sure I picked something that had some Mega Man 5 in it. And so I did not go with Game Metal or Family Jewels or any of those uh, the hard rocker type guys. I know that Dan likes metal, but those particular um, remixes didn't really have a lot of, you know, the great, really classic songs in them. And then I found this one. It's actually... a it's a pretty old remix. I think it's from back in 2012. And I don't know if this composer is still active. Um, rather, this arranger. I'm not sure if he does any uh, original compositions. But, dedicated to Dan, um, we are going to close out tonight with a Mega Man medley uh, based on the works of many, many great composers. And this was arranged by Matthew Valente, also known as TSSF. Uh, it is on YouTube. I will post a link in the show notes. And um, it's over six minutes long, but those of you who are not bored with this yet, stick around, listen to it. And as always, um, not going to do a big long spiel this time. Uh, thank you all again so much for this. I hope that you enjoy it. And, uh, you know, looking forward to maybe doing some more of these listener pick episodes in the future if all of our plans pan out. Thank you all so much. Um, nothing else to add. So I guess this is good nights. I hope you all stay safe during the quarantine, and hopefully this will all be passing fairly soon, and we can figure out what the new normal is and go into that together. Until next time, play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to very good music.
Not sure what kind of blooper reel you all can expect. I've been doing most of the talking tonight, and a lot of it's really been taken out by uh, the testimonials from our listeners, which is really what I wanted. But I'm sure we have a little bit of silliness that we can share with y'all. Prison labor. Labor? Labor is not a word. At least if it is a word, I don't think it's pronounced like that. I don't know what it means. <clears throat> but that one, Joe, Joe, <laughs> just call me Joe. Ed, do, 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 do. I don't know. Uh, Russia, I guess. National anthem. What Gaster? Okay. What? This is really getting weird. What about Russia? Gaster. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it just sounds cool. Yes. I asked you a question. Why did you ask me? <laughs> I zoned out. What was I supposed to say there? Oh, very good music of your podcast. All right, so now we have Lemon Boy in the room. So wait, were you recording that whole time? Well, when you go into the fungal wastes, it's just like this area full of wild mushrooms and wild mushroom creatures. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I think I might insert that guy's sound effects in here, just because we cannot do it justice. And Just make more weird noises. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Okay. <laughs> I guess I should actually pull up the testimonials to read. <laughs> that would be nice. This is a song I sing when I'm navigating folders. Do <laughs> 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 <laughs>